The important thing is to keep that smile on your face, even if you're drowning. TGIF, it's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. TGIF. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We are Manson Mitchell in your ears for the hour, and we get to work once again with bad boy Benny Mathers at the board. Benny, how are you today? Doing it very, very well. It's good to be back in the hot seat. I took a week off last week, and good old Nathan filled into these big shoes of mine. And it's also great to hear your voice, Gary, because I missed you on the time oh, before that. Good too. to be back. Well, thank yeah. you. Suzanne had some big shoes to fill in as well. Size 12. Size 12. Size yes. 12, right? Because that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, well, and Nathan mm-hmm. is always good. We, you know, since mm-hmm. we have him on Saturdays, just for him to substitute Friday was yeah. not a big yeah. deal. It was, it was just like old home week. Sure. So we were good. And of course we missed you, Benny, because oh, yeah. we have lots of fun with you on air. I And I missed you guys too. I did think of you because it was kind of like a mini road trip for myself, even though I flew uh-huh. out to Cleveland. It was the first time I've ever been to Cleveland. Uh, some friends of mine uh, actually moved over from Cleveland to Seattle a few years back, and I got to meet them or know them, so to speak. I met them. And right, then, they, and then right. they moved back to Cleveland just recently to uh, start a family. So we want to wish them good luck with that. And- yes. uh, so I was decided to take a couple of days off with the girlfriend, and we're like, "Oh, let's just go visit Cleveland because you know everyone's going, right? <laughs> so we want to go too." You know, Gary and I haven't been, but we'd <laughs> like to go to Cleveland, especially to see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Did you get there? Bingo! So that was the most fascinating thing. Well, okay, there's two fascinating things, and I'll make this short. But yes, we did yeah, go to the okay. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but we only could stay for a couple of hours. We didn't know they had an event planned in the evening, and it was to represent. Oh kiss on providing cleveland 50 years of great rock and roll music so we had they had this big like uh event set up so they're like uh you guys need to leave and i'm like well we could stay you know i mean we paid for yeah. it they're like no it's a private event no. type of thing i'm like dang because <laughs> you know i could have dropped the whole like urban yeah. radio in seattle move but it i didn't i should have oh i wasn't have. nah yeah, my my britches aren't that big so uh, All right. <laughs> up, we end up seeing a lot of the history of, you know, the, the British invasion, the Beatles uh, exhibit. And oh, man, yeah. there were so many great things there at the Rock and Roll Fall of Fame. And then also the kicker, I had no clue that the Christmas Story house is in Cleveland. Oh, yes. As well. Oh, yes. Floored. I was floored. Like had no clue. That, that's our favorite Christmas <laughs> yeah. movie. We watch it every single Christmas Eve except one. Last year. Last year we were in Chicago for a wedding and uh, did not get the Christmas story on Christmas Eve. And we were we were just oh, so <laughs> devastated. Oh, I, I really... said to Gary, just buy it, you know, yeah, right? put it in our DVD. <laughs> we yeah. watch for sure this year. I'm so we're we're back to watching that. But yes, the the house is actually there. How much fun is that? It was pretty cool. Like, I mean, I know from the scene and the production work. So I don't know if there were no really trees in front of it like there are in the movie. So I don't know if those were just placed there from the production. Uh, We didn't do the tour. We just kind of looked around and and went to the gift shop and stuff, too, because we had some other plans. We had to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So that's why we couldn't stay too too long. Um, But it was a great time. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah. Fun, fun. Cleveland. We still, had, and of course, there's always Drew Carey. Right? Oh, and, sure. And That's so right. it, there's number three is Drew Carey. So Gary and I would like to go to Cleveland, believe it or not. 
That's people don't you don't hear that said from coast to coast often but you know yeah he and i would like to go to cleveland I'd like to see the rock and roll hall of fame and the christmas story house yeah. and you the know museums they have good yep. yeah good museum culture there. there too there you go so yes 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 well good to have you back good to be back and good to have our guest with us today she's from minneapolis she's from Prince country instead of rock and roll hall of fame country. Jody Levon, the happy medium has been a corporate psychic and intuitive coach for over three decades. And she doesn't look like a day over 19. And she is the author of the happy medium book series. She's the resident psychic on a popular television show airing on ABC in the Minnesota twin cities live her unique approach to her work appeals both to mainstream audiences as well as the more metaphysically inclined. Her website is theintuitivecoach.com. We will be sure to give that out at the bottom of the hour once again, along with a whole list of things that she is doing that you will want to know about. So welcome once again to Manson Mitchell, Jody Levon. Hello. Good to see you. I can see you on Zoom. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> so how have things been going for you, Jody? It, it seems to me that you have a whole new emphasis, like you're on a mission of positivity and you're sharing it with the world. You know, what's so interesting is I think I've always done this. I think it starts to really surface more when things on the planet are, when things sometimes feel upside down and we want to feel right side up. So I I love posting. I'm a poet. The first thing I ever had published was poetry. And I post things that make me feel good because I get really down when things go on that are scary. And I'll just leave it at that. And I started realizing that my clients really liked what I was writing, different affirmations, different quotes. So I've included them in my books. And I started posting them on social media right away. That's pretty much all I did. And then people were saying that really helps me. I'm like, really? Because I wrote it to help me. <laughs> shared it because I think it helps other people. Because I can, I tend to kind of kind of whirl down into a little puddle of sadness. And I don't want to do that. I just don't want to do that. And I've never wanted to do that. And I've worked really hard in therapy. So I don't do that as much. But things can happen and feel really heavy. So there are things that I do to help myself deal with the darkness and then focus on the light. And that's what I share with other people. You know, uh, Jody, you can't turn on the news without getting sad, upset and going into a little puddle. And and the idea uh, of limiting our news watching has been one of the things that we have done. And when you're talking about positivity and about turning away from the negative and turning toward the positive where do you stand with the Uh idea of fake it till you make it we we had a little drop at the beginning of the show where it said um you know put you know put a smile on your face even when you're down you know where where are you about um trying to change your your whole vibration by by smiling and and kind of faking the happiness until the happiness settles over you for real where do you stand with that idea well i'm a horrible actor and i'm a lousy fake 
because if I can if I can get it in my voice, you can see it in my face. And I think you can even hear it in my voice. So what I do is I try to work through enough of what's bothering me about what's going on that I can I can stand straight and keep walking. And then I focus on the things that are bright. And I might have shared this with you. I don't know if it was on the show or privately. So you know that I'm a breast cancer survivor and I was having horrible visions that I was going to die for months before I was diagnosed. And when I woke up from my surgery, my first surgery, I realized I wasn't dead. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> and was I the was the first plus. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm surrounded by my guides and my angels. Jason's not there. Apparently they lost me in the hospital, but that's, I still had a nice nurse and I looked at the clock and I said, did they get it all? And she says, we think we got it all. And I looked at the clock and I thought, well, wow, look at that reminds me of when I was a kid and, you know, I could eat a lot of chocolate and God, I get to go hug my kids again and hug my husband and, and see my friends and family and wear earrings. And I just kept reciting these things that made me feel good. So I didn't really know anything yet, not really about what they found during the surgery. I just knew I was alive. And that was the best I could have at the moment. And I have been living like that over the last, well, since the 7th of October. So I've been living like that, like, okay, I'm going to have the best in the moment that I can right now. And I did all throughout the whole chemotherapy, all the surgeries, the infection and everything else. I dealt with what I could of the dark part of it. I dealt with it. And then I focused on the light. And you... that's... I, I focused on things that made me feel good. When you like say you dealt with it, um, what it would be an example of, of just dealing with the darkness? So again, I, I'm not trying to talk about myself, but it's the best example I have. So that I had an infection and I had to have like four surgeries in a month. And I wanted to get myself in a really good place before I was put out, because I think that is helpful when you're put out. Right. Yeah. And so I thought about all the things that I loved. I thought, of, well, first of all, I thought about the fact that they were reading me this whole thing about you're supposed to sign before a surgery. And it was my third one. And I knew it better than them. So I started reciting it. And that was funny to me. And it was funny to them. And then I thought about the fact that it was really clean in there. And I thought about the fact that my husband was waiting for me. I thought about the fact that the nurse promised that when I got out of surgery, she'd go to the waiting room and call out to Jason and say, hey, hunky man your wife is waiting for you. And she did. Like I thought about the things that I could that made me feel happy, small things, just small things, because it made me feel happy. And it chemically changes you when you feel good. So even in the face of that darkness, and I also thought if I crossed over, then the last thing I would be thinking was something really good. And I know that gets me closer to where I would be going anyway. So that might sound really kind of sappy, but it works for me. And I think it works for people. You have to deal with what you can deal with and then keep your focus on the light, on things that you love, people you love, things that bring you joy, because we are here to have that joy. Clearly, we are here to have sorrow as well, because it everything helps us grow our soul, advance our soul. But I like to say things to myself that lift me up. And I've done it for years with clients. And it doesn't, it's not that it fixes everything. It's that it makes you more aware of the good things around you. And so those things come to you more easily. As I always say, it makes you sticky for the good instead of sticky for the icky. 
So <laughs> with regard to fake it till you make it, it isn't as though you're going to slap a smile on your face to pretend things are okay. But when you're you're in a dark place, you're purposefully remembering the good things, like on purpose. I, I'm going to think about this, and I'm going to think about this, and I'm going to think about this. And those are all very positive. Right. I'm not spiritual bypassing. I'm not ignoring my work. I know there's psychological work to be done and processing to be done. In this moment, what can I do? I do it. And then I keep moving. I just keep moving. Because like I said, I want to have fun. (laughs) I'm here for the joy. I'm here for the love. Uh, Gary and I were talking this morning on our walk. And, you know, we were talking about how you know, how many times have we heard today is the only day that we have? And so it's a nice sunny day. The The weather is nice. It's not too humid. We're out there walking and, you know, getting some exercise and feeling pretty good. Our thoughts have a tendency to be a little baggage-like. And, and so we're not just walking with the two of us clean and clear. We're walking with the two of us and a lot of thoughts about you know, the past and bad stuff and and things like that. And I'm saying, you know, we got to leave our baggage at home so we can just enjoy the walk because that's what's going on right now is just walking in the sunshine. But, you know, our thoughts have a tendency to be very heavy, especially if they're related to the news and what's going on in the world. And then you're carrying too much with you. So don't so you cut out for you cut out for yeah. a second, but espe- did you say especially when you're carrying so much with you? Yes. So let me give you an example. Let's say you go for a walk and it starts to rain. And you say to yourself, well, it's we're really getting wet. So we're going to turn around. Good thing that we got outside. It'll be sunny tomorrow or it'll be sunny the next day. And then you go in, you dry out and you do something else for exercise. So you you say things to yourself as you go that lift you up. So if you have a, something wrong with your foot and it's harder to walk, you say, I'm so happy I'm out here. I'm actually out here. I get to be outside. I am walking. Yeah, it's not as much as I usually can do, but I am walking and I'm strengthening my body and tomorrow will be a better day. Again, not spiritual bypassing because you're acknowledging that there's a problem and you're working with that but you're framing things in a way that bring you higher and higher and higher in your consciousness. When you do that, you see things from a different perspective. You experience things from the lights look brighter. Your love is bigger. It's in your big fat giant bonus. Your intuition is bigger. You get more insights. You're closer to your source. And I choose, I want to be that way. That's how I want to live. So you're in traffic and you're going to be late for your meeting. And you think, well, I'm going to be late for my meeting. And it's really embarrassing to, to, to do that, but this is the way it is. I'm going to concentrate on getting there in one piece. And when I walk in, I'm just going to say, I'm really sorry. This is what happened on the highway. Glad I'm here in one piece. Forgive me. And you sit down and you just listen and you let it go. And you just listen and you participate in your meeting because that's what they want you there. It's not that they're mad. You're not there. They miss you because they want you there. It's the way you look at it. I'm going to get in trouble for being late or they really want me there to be part of the meeting. And I will be. Of everything you said. I know it sounds, again, I know it sounds very different than the way that we normally think because we we catastrophize. 
Yes, yes. And and what you said about letting it go, you can't be at that meeting if you haven't let go the fact that you're late. Then you're only about right. being late. And what are they thinking about the fact that I came late? And is everybody mad at me? And, you know, should I just be quiet or should I try to contribute? You can run through so many scenarios in your head. But if you actually can just say, I'm going to let this go, then you can be present at the meeting. Exactly. And that that negative narrator in the back of your mind that's constantly going you say things to yourself like, oh, I'm love and light in action. And it re it readjusts you. It puts you more in the light. You just keep giving yourself messages like, I am a love child of the universe. And I know the universe has my back. And everything is happening for me and for everyone else in a good way. There's a lot of trips along the way, but I know that I'm a love child. And you just keep moving. You just keep moving. You know, there's a lot to be learned from people who've been through trauma. And there's people that have said, I'm not going to let whatever traumatized them win. Like the, I've talked to Holocaust survivors and they said, I'm not going to let the Nazis win. I'm going to have a full life. I'm going to enjoy my life because that's not, they wanted that not for me, but I'm going to have my life. And I mean, I learned about this when I was a little girl and I've, I've lived my life trying to do that. It's not that I don't get depressed. I absolutely get depressed. The other night I woke up, I heard somebody crying and I realized it was me. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I have, some stuff. I have some stuff to work out right now. So I did what I could and then I went back to sleep. So it, it really, I mean, it isn't, I can, I'm a person that can feel things very heavily. I can feel things in a very heavy way. I'm empathic and yes. I'm a medium. So there's a lot of dead people talking to me. But I know those dead people are telling me, live your life, live it, yeah. have as much joy as you can, love and forgive. Yeah. What well, One of the nights in the last week, I went to bed feeling very, very ill. I was having a pain in my side. I didn't know what it was. I, I was so upset. I couldn't move. And I, I tried to get to sleep next morning. I woke up. First thing I said was, hey, I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that was exactly. the first thing. Hey, I'm alive. And then the pain did actually go away and didn't need any intervention. So I don't still don't know what it was about. But you know, it, it, you can't we have survived so much over so many years over a yes, lifetime. We and, yes, and, we have. And sometimes I just say to, to myself or to Gary, there's a beginning and a middle and an end to everything all the problems we've had have ended at some point. So right now we might be in the middle of these problems, but these will have an ending and then we'll look back on it and say, Oh, remember when, you know, we weren't feeling well and now we are. I mean, if you, if you kind of take a, a longer look, a bigger look, and as you said, don't catastrophize everything. And then focus on what you can do to change your circumstances. Put your when when you have that when you have that opportunity, focus on okay now what can I do to change my circumstances or what can I do to to donate to this source or how can I go volunteer over here or how can I go get medical help for this problem, and then you know you're doing it and then you you set that you do what you're supposed to do and then you set your sights on something else because I, you know my dad always said you're I always want you to be happy and I thought for a long time I thought that's a joke nobody's ever always happy. 
And then I thought he had it wrong and he didn't because really the focus is you want to be happy. You want, you want not the cost of other people. You know, you want, you want to stand up for yourself, but you don't want to hurt somebody deliberately so you can be happy. But the piece that I think he didn't say, but he knew was that there's always going to be bad stuff. And, you know, it wasn't until recently, like very recently that I realized that that's true. I was in denial. I just thought you work it out. You just go through it and work it out. But there is always going to be stuff that's not great. But there's also going to be stuff that's really amazing. And human beings are amazing. We are resilient people. And we love is at our core. And the people that act in a way that isn't loving, they're terrified. They're terrified. But we have the light on our side. When you feel your love, you have the light on your side. When you can feel that glowing part of you, when you know, oh, I'm thinking about, you know, holding my children when they were babies. And I'm thinking about how amazing they are right now. When I think about how much I just enjoy watching my dog eat his food. Or it's a blast to watch Jason walk through the door. After 27 years, I still get a thrill when he walks through the door after work. You just keep these things in your mind that bring you joy, little things, and you get lifted lifted, lifted, lifted. And then everything you do is more joyful and things are easier when you're there. They're just there. And when you're not there, you just say, so I'm not there. That's okay. I will be again. And you can always take refuge, I once read, in the present moment, in what's going on around you and within you in that moment. Yes. Yes. So, you know, when I first started doing my work as a medium, I, you know, I said little things about my childhood. Obviously, we all have been through a lot of different things, but it wasn't until I had breast cancer that most people were like, okay, now I get it even more because you still have this attitude after what we've seen you go through. Well, there are people that have been through much worse than me, way, way worse and, and, and the same and just different. And it's a choice. I, I, I've made this choice. And I made the choice when I was 15 years old. I made the choice that I wanted to have this happy life that I had seen visions of since I was a little baby. I feel like God said, you will have this, but you have to go through this first. And I did. What I didn't realize is there would still be things I'd have to go through. We all do. But I make the choice to be happy because that's why I'm here to be happy. I, I do mourn. And it has been a very tough month but I still do things that make me feel more joyful. And I, and I find ways to help people and causes that fill me up because that's what I can do. You know, when you're going through something, when you break your leg or you do something like that, you're in that moment and you're healing yourself and you can't think much outside of it because you're in it. But as you process through it, you can think outside of it and say, this is temporary. Just like you said, Suzanne, beginning, middle and end. This is temporary. It's going to get better. And you're in the moment and you're thinking about things that are going to happen and that things that can make it better and it does get better. So what do you do if you're if you're sitting with somebody who's dying? They're in hospice. And you think this is my one of my favorite people. What do I do with this? Here's what you do with it. You sit with them and you hold a space for them to cross over in peace. You think about all the things that they've given you and all the things that you've been able to give them and how much you love them. And that this is their journey and you will see them again. And perhaps they won't be, and for sure they won't be in pain anymore. You sit with them in the moment. You don't deny that they're dying. You sit with them in the moment. 
And you get something from that moment because you'll be less afraid to die when it's your turn. So you just be in that moment. You can handle your moments. It might feel like your head's blowing off because I feel like that sometimes. And I then I have to remind myself I can handle this. And the other thing is let yourself cry. Let yourself cry. You know, maybe not when you're in your business meeting, but you know, when you're you know in your car or alone or with some friends, let yourself cry and process it. Get therapy. Do things that help you process it. Because once you process it, it's out of your system much, much more, and you can keep moving and you can keep having fun. I mean, I, it, having fun to me is writing. Having fun is, is spending time with my family with or with my dog, my friends, working. Oh, my God, my clients, doing events, doing this. This is joyful. So that's that's what I do. And it's not like some snappy little, let me sell you this $8.99 thing. It's, this is what it is. I allow myself to process what I can. And I say things to myself along the way. So that negative narrator doesn't own me. That's an important one too. It's also important to have your own mantra, to have that conversation with yourself and something more powerful than serenity now. Right. Well, <laughs> right. But serenity now worked for some people, but it doesn't work for for others, you know, I, I always say where there's darkness, beam your light, Jody. So not a pretend light, not a cartoon light, a real light. Beam your light. And sometimes that's just sitting with somebody. Sometimes that's just holding their hand. Sometimes that's just showing somebody compassion. Have you guys ever been somewhere and you see somebody trip and everybody sees somebody trip? And you think, oh, I've been there before. That's it's humiliating. And I hope they're not hurt. You know, you smile at the person, you go up to them and you give them a hand and help them up. Or you say, I just did the same thing. And that helps them through that moment. That brings me joy. That's beaming your light. Letting someone in on the highway is part of your light. Forgiving somebody if they wave at you with their middle finger. <laughs> it's still a wave. They're, they're, they're going through some darkness themselves and just letting it go. And if it doesn't feel like you're letting it go, if your tummy hurts, talk to somebody, light some sage, get some exercise. Exercise is huge. Some form of exercise. If you're stuck at home, walk circles around your home because exercise is huge. I just feel like there's so much power in feeling your vibrant soul self, that higher, beautiful part of you. There's so much power in it. <clears throat> And you guys, we've talked privately. You know, I'm not always butterflies and rainbows. I can feel pretty bad. But this is where I choose to be as often as I can. We are talking with Jody Levon. She has great positive things to say, lots of encouragement. We want to keep that on tap for you on the other side of our short break. Give us a couple of minutes. We are Manson Mitchell with Jody Levon and, of course, Bad Boy Benny. And we'll be back right after this. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. 
Befriend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mance and Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Jody Levon, a happy medium who talks about the principles of positive living and the value of embracing a life of joy and fulfillment no matter what. On Saturday, Kevin McDonald, fellow KKNW show host, has lived many lives in one and shares about his various careers and remarkable experiences. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Want to hear something different from talk radio? Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our guest this hour, Jody Levon from Minneapolis. Uh, Jody, you've got um, the uh, Happy Medium book series that's out. You're uh, quite a bit on social media, and I just want to make sure all our listeners know all the places that they can find you if they want to look you up. So there's my website, theintuitivecoach.com. YouTube, I've got many videos, um, many segments from the various shows that I've been on, mostly Twin Cities Live, but I've been on some other ones nationally too. So you can see things like ghost investigations and readings and things that can really lighten you up. I've got something else coming up that's going slower than I want, but it's going to be here soon. And I also have a newsletter. And I, like you said, I'm on social media a lot, like a, quite a bit. So and my books, I have another one that's going to come out. We're sort of debating whether or not we want to do it just so electronically or hard copy. So I'm I'm kind of going back and forth with that because I feel like I've done the hard copy and I love it, but maybe I want to try something different. So I'm I'm out there present. I'm sad to say I'm not doing private readings right now. And part of it is I shouldn't have been doing them as long as I did because most mediums don't do it for 45 years or so. Um, right. <clears throat> I've done it literally since I was a teen and even probably before that. But I love doing readings and I do them at my events and I'm going to be doing them virtually. There is something on my website. I don't have the link yet, but I'm going to be doing it virtually this winter I'm going to have a big virtual event where I will do readings and I'm having fun. And on the 30th on Twin Cities Live, we're going to be doing, uh, we're going to, there's my segment's going to be on about a ghost investigation of a really fun restaurant in the Twin Cities. And um, I went thinking, I think it's haunted. Oh, is it haunted? And every floor had a different personality of ghosts. Very, very interesting. So you'll find that on Twin Cities Mm. Live. 
3 o'clock p.m. on the 30th. Excuse my voice. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. And then I'm on many more times on Twin Cities Live in the next couple months. Sometimes and then later. can that be streamed or found on YouTube or? So it can be streamed. Good. And Good. link on social media, including okay. my website. And unfortunately, I can't put it on YouTube anymore. There's just been some changes with Hubbard and how that's all working. So I can't, unfortunately, put those on YouTube. But okay. I do have other things that are going to be on YouTube. So if you are kind of a wacky learner, learn differently than most people and are interested in inserting your intuition in your life and really growing spiritually, that's the kind of classes that I'm going to be offering online. Excellent. And the best place to find that would be theintuitivecoach.com. Theintuitivecoach.com is Jody Levon's website. And I'm sure from there, you can find everything else that you want to find. Yes, thank I, you. I noticed one of your events coming up, um, November 2, is spiritual meaning behind numbers, symbols, and signs. During this last week, I had two different conversations going on with my sister-in-law and her cousin. One whole conversation had to do with astrology. The other whole conversation had to do with numerology. And that metaphysical stuff just intrigues me, especially when it is so accurate. And you go, how can that be? How can, how can that be so accurate? What kind of approach are you taking with numbers, symbols, and signs to talk about in November? So all of it, you cut out for a second. So you're asking kind of where I'm going with that for my yes. event. So <clears throat> we're always getting messages from our guides and from our angels and even those on the other side. And they come to us through numbers, symbols, and signs. Now, clearly the signs are the ones that I'm the most... Um, schooled at, if you will, since I've been reading them my whole life. I'm studying the numbers. I'm studying all the other pieces. But how do you interpret them when they come your way? Is it an accident if you're always seeing a blue jay? Or perhaps you have a loved one that's near crossing over and you keep seeing this male cardinal. And the day your person dies, that male cardinal shows up in your window and doesn't leave. Then you get the call from the state that your parent is in and they say, you know, she died. At the same time, the cardinal was in your window. That's a sign. How about numbers? How about you're driving down the highway and you see this license plate in front of you and it's got, you know, 323. That's funny. You know, that was that was my mom's license plate. About an hour later, you're coming back from an appointment. You look, it's a whole different license plate and it has 323. And then you're listening to the radio and this person is talking about something and they said, just call it 323. That's a sign. And one of those is a sign, but that's a sign. That's a sign that your mom is saying, I'm here. I love you. And I'm fine. Mm. And the thing about other thing about numerology is um, the dip into that piece of it is there's so many, there's energy in every number and there's tons of interpretations of it. My favorite is the shape of the numbers. So like a six looks like a pregnant woman. And that means you're, you're, you're giving birth to something. Something is about to happen for you. You're giving birth to a new thing in your life and it's significant and it will feel good. So that's the piece that I talk about in my, at my event. So we, I love it. And we dive in, we at, we, they ask questions and then I do readings. 
So, but I, I do feel like if you feel lonely, open up to the numbers and the symbols and the signs around you, and you will get messages from your guides and from your angels. And from those, you know, it's, I call it your divinely guided spirit team, you know, your loved ones and spirit and your higher self, that higher knowing part of you will bring you messages too, because it will say, turn your head this way. And that's when you see three, two, three, or you think, oh, I just feel like I should turn the radio on and you turn the radio on and it's your ex-boyfriend's favorite song. And you just found out that your ex-boyfriend is moving back in town with his family and you're excited to meet them. And it's just like, I should meet them. There's no, we're friends. It's fine. Those are signs. And you know, you can read almost anything into a sign. If it makes your tummy bubble, you know, you're on the right track. If it makes your tummy feel like you just ate bowling balls, not so much. You're not on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. How does this translate into your work in the corporate world? How do you approach business people with this kind of attitude? They're number crunchers, you know. So first of all, I have to wear a really good suit. <laughs> so they don't discount me the minute I walk in the door. And once I start talking, they open up because I can back things up with facts. I can say there's something that went on this winter in that corner of this building with the person that sitting, was sitting right there. And I'm seeing the number red. I'm seeing numbers in red, which means you might... There might be something that they did or that they missed. They made a mistake, not on purpose, but you might have more money than you think you do. And I'm here's the numbers I'm hearing. And they go and they look. And now it's not the exact numbers of the money they lost, but it was that date. So things, what happens is there's hits. You get hits or I'll say something to them about their work that there's no way anybody knew because they never said anything to anybody like I'm thinking of starting a new division in this particular area and I'll talk about it. And that's, they're all, they're driven by results. You know, people are more personal. The People will be less likely to talk about their work and their finances if things aren't going great than they will their sex life. They are very private about their work, especially money if it's not going great, because I think it makes them feel vulnerable. This is everybody. But when you can provide something that shows more support for them than meets the eye, and then I'm the voice of it, and I can show them how they can help themselves with that, it's empowering. Ask any very successful business person, and they will tell you they trust their gut. They may call it something else, but they definitely trust their gut. It's just another layer of protection and help for us. Why not take it? It's free. Um, later in uh, next year, when we're talking 2024, you've got something already on your schedule for next May, which seems like quite a ways away, six months out. Intuition and affirmations for success and happiness. And with your, um, it, as you said, it's not really a new focus. You're just kind of expanding the sharing of, of positivity how is this message resonating through social media and what it is that you're doing? Are, are people really liking this? So this is what's interesting. You know, you should never underestimate the, the power of a positive post or a positive comment on a post. So I've been writing these quotes for years and putting them on social media. Then I started to look at how many people were commenting. And when it got up to the 50s, the 60s, the hundreds, and more, and 20 shares, I thought this is really striking people because they can make it their own. 
people are very open to it because I think when we get into times like this, we're reaching for something that we haven't had before, or we want more of what we know works, but we haven't really expanded into it. People are very positive about it, at least the people that I see, because it makes them feel good when they read it. I was uh, talking about this on the break. One of my favorite things that I say when I take a walk is I am love and light and action. I feel the light. I see the light. I am the light. And when I say that over and over three times, I lift, I lift, I lift. And I'm in that higher knowing place. I could do a reading just like that. It just lifts up. And if it lifts other people up, that's wonderful. I would say people are very, very open to it. Um, and the people that aren't, like I said, they're not commenting, but why not say things to yourself that feels good? Why not hold things in your mind that feels good to say? That's what my next book's all about, is that the words we speak and the thoughts we think have enormous power in our life. It's not everything, but it has enormous power because then we are better able to handle whatever's coming our way. If we're in a higher place, we're better we're better better able to handle everything and anything. I've I've lifted myself up when my dad was dying. I've lifted myself up when we took a wrong turn and we were in a bad part of town when we were traveling. Bad part meaning I didn't know anything about it and it didn't look like there were any very many people there and we heard a gunshot. Like we lifting yourself up gets you in a higher place where you can make decisions that pull you more into where you want to be. Try it. There are people that roll their eyes, but try yeah. this. I'm going to ask and, you to say that one more time, that, that whole phraseology, because I think some people might want to just jot it down. The light one? Yes. I am love. I am love and light in action. I feel the light. I see the light. I am the light. I love that. It's it just it just lifts me up and and it and it helps. So whatever you're dealing with, whether it's the garbagey end of life or some of the more joyful, it makes things better. It just makes things better. It's simple. So next May, you're going to be talking about intuition and affirmations working together for your good. Yeah. And, and I like that, that, you know, creating your thoughts, saying your thoughts out loud, the good ones, you know, we're always going to have the bad ones, but say the good ones out loud, say the uplifting things out loud. That's good. Right. And if you're in a, an icky space, then find a safe place to let yourself say it, get it outside of you. Mm -hmm. But you, if you find yourself looping with it, you're not helping yourself. If getting it outside of you and you have somebody who's a, a good listener and will be present with you and validating for you, you get it outside of yourself and then leave it, let it go into the ground. Just let that energy go into the ground and then just keep moving. Mm -hmm. Just keep moving and know that there's going to be junk. But if you choose to feel good, you know, in the 60s and 70s, everybody, when I was younger, was talking about getting high, right? Or feeling high. There's a way that you can feel high without any drugs. And the, the quote I just said is one of them is when you, when you repeat something to yourself that you find, you can find mine on Goodreads and on, on my, in my blog, you can find a lot of my quotes in my blog, look online and positive affirmations, tons will come your way. Find one that works for you or write your own and keep it with you and watch how your day changes. That if you make that choice, you commit 
to, I, I know I'm going to have thoughts that are dark, garbagey thoughts. I'm going to let myself feel them. And then I'm going to bring myself back to these kinds of thoughts. And I'm going to actually really be with it when I'm reading these. Watch to see how your day changes. I hope every listener out there tries this, considers it, because it it does make your day better. I, I did it in the hospital. I've done it throughout my life. I've done this with my clients when they've gone through enormous tragedy. And, you know, we all just lived through the horrendous period of time where we had to all stay home because of COVID. And it's obviously it's still not gone. We are, this is different kind of times, but we, we chose to be here on this planet at this time. We all chose it. I believe that because we choose many things about when we're born and some of the big things we're going to go through. And then there are big surprises to our unconscious, but we chose to be here. This is an exciting time. This is a time that's going down in history and we're part of it. And the little thing we can do is to feel good. If you want to know what you can do in the world, it is to raise your consciousness and feel good because that adds to that spark of light and peaceful, loving people in trouble right now need that light. I guess uh, if I were to ask you, I almost know what the answer is already, but if we ourselves are lifting ourselves up, does it really help lift the world up too? Because it just seems so personal and so private. But if we're thinking yes, a good because thought, we're all connected. Yeah. <clears throat> because yeah. we're all connected, we are all connected, we are all related, we are all connected to that, that light of lights, whatever you call that light, we are all a spark from that light of lights. And so when you connect with your spark, you strengthen everyone else's spark. So everyone else can feel their wisdom, and their joy and act out of a place of that instead of fear. And when people act out of a place of, of love, even if they have to be in more, as long as they're, they're making choices that is the least violent or the least unpeaceful, they lift, they lift themselves up too. So if, you, if you're in, in somewhere where there's a mudslide, God forbid, and you, want, you, you know you're going to get out of it, you're going to help everybody else out of it, you know it's not a good thing. It's not like you can go, hold, please, I'm going to look up my quote. You just think to yourself, I, there's light over there. I can see light over there and I'm going to grab everybody I can. There's that's, that's an unpeaceful thing that you're going through. There's a little bit of a war in that, right? You, right. you say to yourself, I'm going to get to that light. I'm going to pull everybody I can with me. And you just keep focusing on that little pinhole of light and you will get there. You will get there. That's how, that's how I've done it. I've read a ton about the law of attraction. That's my version of the law of attraction and how we create a reality in a better way. Because I think there are some things that happen that are beyond our control and Definitely. our job is to yeah. deal with it the way that we deal with it and get as much, get what we can out of it and keep moving. So whether you're in, God forbid, a mudslide or some other unfortunate situation, find that little bit of light and work toward it. And you will feel your stomach, your solar plexus lift, lift, lift. That's your intuition saying yes. And those are your angels and your guides saying yes, keep moving. How many do we have around us, Jody? You know, when I, so I can feel guides even more than angels. I see angels I, or I see their spark. I almost always see at least two, at least two. You know, the, there's a, a really brilliant speak, a really brilliant um, 
religious man at the Baal Shem Tov, and he, and he said, behind every blade of grass is an angel whispering, grow, grow. And that has oh, stuck with that. me. I saw that at my dentist's office. And that has stuck with me. And I, I think I, I talk about it a lot when I'm on the radio or on TV because it's so meaningful. We all, all living beings have angels by them. And all you do is ask for help. Angels need, they. it's helpful when you ask for help. They can step in more assertively when we ask for help. Guides are always there, especially your main guide. And they can kind of move you a little with you. They can guide you. Angels can do things that are very surprising. You got to ask for help. Truly. Excellent. You got to ask for help. There is divine help. And yeah. it's about that light. Is there a point at which you no longer feel the need to ask, but rather start to affirm that the help you need is already within you? I, yes, I think both of them are really good because your intuition is within you. And your connection to your higher power is within you. Angels are part of you, but they want to, they're always doing something, but they, when you ask, it's, it's being more active. And I think a lot of people in my industry, the woo-woo industry, some people think that you can put yourself in a place of, this is what I want. I wrote it on a piece of paper. I've agreed. I've got a board, but they don't do anything to get there. Our job is to take the steps to get there. We will be offered openings, but we won't know about those until we keep moving to get there. It isn't just about knowing what we want. You take active steps to get there. You got to be active in it. Yes, I like that. I like that. You know, it's yeah. great to pray, great to affirm. And with that, it's also incumbent upon us to be fully participatory is what I'm hearing you say. Very much to be participatory. And to say I, this, please make this for the good of all. That's the other piece about anything insightful that you do. You want what you're doing is to be for the good of all. And, and with harm to none. Pardon me? And if, uh, I believe in saying love to all, harm to none. Yes, that's beautiful. I think I will, I think I will borrow that. You can have it. <laughs> it's not copyrighted as far as I know. <laughs> Haven't you ever noticed that when you get yourself going, <clears throat> sorry, this is um all the chemo changed my voice a little, but we're working on getting it back. <clears throat> Haven't you ever noticed that when you get yourself going and all these good things start happening, more happens, more happens, more happens? It's yes. like you're, mm -hmm. you're yes, you're sticky yes. for the good because you're yes. making choices that feel good and you're opening up to more good. That's what you're doing. You're doing that. You know, a lot of the time, Jody, I think we need to be aware and just need to notice things because, as you said, there's always going to be the bad stuff. And it was interesting how this week is ending with you on such a positive note because we had a great Monday. When we got to the end of the day, I said, look at all the great things that happened today. Wow, this was really a special day. We were kind of counting them all up. This happened and this happened and this happened. And then Tuesday, it was the same thing. And so I said to Gary, well, we had two, two really great days in a row. I can't believe so many good things happened in two days. And he was saying, yeah, it's really amazing. Wednesday, same thing. All of a sudden, we're counting up these days and adding these things up. And, and we're saying, yeah. well, after Thursday, well, not that much even happened Thursday. It was kind of a quiet day. 
but then we had you today. And so it was like all these positive things, pay attention to what's going on. It's good to not just be grateful, but to actually be perceptive and aware about what's happening in your life. As far as the good stuff goes, we're always going to be aware of the bad stuff. You know, they're always you gonna... acknowledged it. Yes. Acknowledged it. It got loud. bigger and bigger and bigger. I, that's it wonderful. Did. It <laughs> did. It grew in intensity throughout the week. Now, uh, yesterday, there wasn't a particular thing. It was just a, a nice, calm day. And I said, you know, we need to rest. Today's a good day for us to rest. And so we did. And then got excited about having you on early this morning. Oh, I can't wait to talk to Jody. We're excited about that. And it was at three days of wonderful things happening, one day of rest. And then we get you as our, our gift on Friday. Oh, you're so sweet. And that rest is so important. Yes. <clears throat> and the other thing is, if you ever have a, a down day, remember these days. When yeah. you remember these days, it'll bring it back to you. The energy yeah. is refreshed. Yeah. Yeah, it was surprising how it grew. But I, I said to Gary, each day as I was recounting, I was going back to the, the prior day and then the two prior days. And, and I was saying, we can't forget this kind of thing, you know, because there's always going to be things for us to deal with. But let's remember a good Monday, a good Tuesday, a good Wednesday. And even last Sunday had some wonderful surprises in it. And so it was like, you know, four days, five days in a row. And, and then, uh, and then a down day, not a bad day, just a quiet day, a rest day. And, and I think just to, to look back at the good stuff is really helpful. I I agree with you so much and that you acknowledged it it's wonderful. And like I said, you use that as an example of how if you have a moment that's not good, you think about those days, these days, and it lifts you back up. It'll just lift you back up. And then you get in the habit of being up there. That becomes the habit. It's a wonderful place to be. Yeah, I would like to level up. And I and I think for me, a lot of that is my conversation, both my internal conversation and my external conversation. It's a little bit of both because personally, I would like to be at a higher level. And, you know, there's there's plenty to bring you down, but you want to get those things that are also going to uplift you. And that's well, one what way you just went through and what you just said is the playbook for a higher level. Mm, That's the playbook. I love that. Jody LeBlanc, thank you so much, thank my you. dear, for joining us. And we hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for having me. I love you guys. Love you we too, love Jody. You as well. All right. Well, coming uh, up next, we've is, got Robin Alexis. And at one o'clock Pacific time, we have uh, Trip Talk. That's right. American Road Trip Talk. Hope you'll join us then. In the meantime, let this be the start of your great weekend.